0: Hello Hello. and welcome back to Social Media Social Club, the podcast where we talk all things
1: social media.
2: That we do and we're back for the second part of our double bill with Less Waste Laura. Uh, The first part you might have heard we were talking a lot about her sustainability journey and becoming an influencer Uh, and talking about greenwashing and how to improve your brand's messaging and controversies. Mm. The controversies (laughs) were... Shocking. The, the tea was hot. Yeah, yeah. Typing. <laughs> yes, think. the green tea. Ah, oh, did you like that? Um, but in part two, uh, we talked about her work on her her biggest project, I suppose, to date, her anti-vape campaign in Scotland and the rest of the UK. Um, I find this pretty fascinating, Hannah. Yeah, you think?
0: it's really interesting to hear from laura how this campaign started as well and how it's came from something that was just her to becoming a campaign that's been taken across the uk Um, and also how tiktok and other social platforms have helped her to really get it to the place that it is now so i think that was really interesting for us as marketers as well and there's a lot that we can take from that and learn from it to put across all different things that we work on for our clients as well
2: yeah absolutely laura was just fantastic to talk to in both episodes Um, So, huge thanks to her, and uh, we hope you get as much out of it as we did. So, yeah, yeah, enjoy.
0: Let's dive in. Let's dive in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about uh, your no vapes. This okay.
0: feels like, you know, when they get, um, they do like an interview with like a pop star they're trying to talk about everything other than like their number one single. This is first. like, yeah. Now, this is my top,
2: like, that's my Christmas This is the point where Graham Norton brings out the enormous <laughs> vinyl yeah, uh-huh. of their latest album and we just talk about it. It's a giant vape. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is one I collected earlier.
0: Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> How did I not see that one? <laughs> so big.
2: So, I'm just going to, uh, I'll you a couple of stats from your website which I thought were okay. quite interesting and, and who I hope the, the listeners and or viewers at home might find interesting as well. <laughs> Users in the UK are throwing away around five disposable vapes every week. The number of discarded vapes accounts for around 10 tonnes of lithium being sent to landfill or waste incinerators each year. Enough metal to make batteries for 1,200 electric cars. Now, five disposable vapes. If my flatmate's watching this, you're way over that. <laughs> <event>. <laughs>
0: Remember, we weren't going to do that, Josh. We weren't going to do that. I no, we are. Josh matter. is flat eh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> She kept asking, can, can, you do it, can you shout me out for some reason on the TikTok? Oh,
0: no. Um, well.
2: But she knows she our knows her, her vape thing. It's like a, it's like a thing. Uh, um, this is the problem. And she's trying to stop. Um, but maybe that'll help. Um, <laughs> the next one is, zombie batteries have been found to cause hundreds of fires a year at recycling plants after being thrown away incorrectly. Um, and brackets disposable votes would be classed in this group yeah. so those are some pretty frightening statistics chilling even um, yeah. and, and quite makes you a bit sick when you think about the, the amount of lithium from the batteries being I used um, when you started this campaign how yeah. aware was it just something that you were like this is a bit of an eyesore what was the timeline yeah. and I guess the motivation because you said it started, it started out as a tweet how did it end up like yeah. this
1: so...
0: That's not like, is that maybe a bit of tweet? It bit was, yeah, it <laughs> was <a
2: comment>. <laughs> Started <laughs> out with a tweet, hadn't <laughs> it? up like this.
0: It was, <laughs> like this. It was <laughs> only a tweet. I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. Anyway, carry on. did it end up like this?
1: I'm trying to think of any of their lyrics I can squeeze in there. But <laughs> yeah, so it started as a tweet. That's fair. So in September 2022, mm-hmm. uh, so just before I started my PhD... I was finished up a job, just about to start another one, and so I kinda had a lot of free time. Very bored. But it was actually when I was on a walk with my dog, so I've got yeah. a lovely little dog, and we go walking.
2: What's your dog's name? Can we shout the dog out? Kipper. Kipper Hello.
1: Sorry, he's not here, but he would definitely with. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know actually? Fun facts about Cooper though, because here's the original story. Right, I'll tell the story and then you'll get to it. TV.
0: So <laughs> He had a real 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 vaping problem.
1: No, so it was. So, on a walk with my dog, I Uh started to find loads of vapes, and he actually came running out of bush with one in his mouth. (laughs) Oh, God. And then I'll fast forward to this bit, which is the (laughs) (laughs) local. Literally. (laughs) It's a hard life. And then this local paper got in touch and was like, We're really into We saw your tweet about this issue disposable vapes and finding them as literally in your dog. Like, can we cover this in the local paper? And I was like, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they did the story, and then they said, "Well, for the story, we'd like to have some photos, obviously, do you have, like the vapes or whatever." And they were like, "Oh, can you bring your dog?" And it was like classic, like local paper stuff, like me and the oh dog, and I'm like frowning, lo- like. and the dog's like, <laughs> 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 and we're like, "I think
2: there's even one where I'm oh, holding the dog."
1: Him. I'm not with this either. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, you know, he's there and I'm there, and I think there's even one where I'm like holding the vape out. You know, it's nice. like just oh, classic stop local journalism, like no vaping. <laughs> <laughs> So it was awful. But basically, you know, I started finding these as litter and being an eco person. Like I sort of pick up wee bits as a go. Mm-hmm. And I started to find all these vapes. And I was like, this is like, where are these coming from? You know, and yeah. I, I knew what they were, but I didn't, I hadn't really thought too much about what they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I tweeted, like, I keep finding these as litter. Is anybody else finding these? Because I, I lived quite close to high school. So I was like, it's probably kids, but what's going on?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And from that tweet. Like, it went viral. And people were like, yeah, I've been seeing them everywhere. Like, loads of litter-picking groups were obviously like, yeah, we're finding them everywhere. But loads of regular people were like, yeah, I keep seeing these. And so I started to think, well, is anybody talking about this? So I started to get in touch with people like keep scotland beautiful who do loads of litter stuff or the marine conservation society who do loads of beach cleans and i got in touch with all these organizations and was like has anybody you know started working on these because there's loads of different campaigns about cigarette butts or about plastic bags or whatever so i was kind of wondering and very quickly just through kind of bringing together a few people we realized that nobody was looking at them so nobody you know was there was no research there was no campaign there was nothing so and at the end of 2022 i sort of set up this like mini coalition of people and organizations who were keen to just do something about it um, and it was across environment and public health because obviously it kind of crosses that, that boundary yeah. and so you know we started to have meetings together and we didn't come on a zoom call and say right let's ban these disposable vapes we said let's explore the impact so we started to look into you know the kind of materials that are inside them the amount that were being used the waste you know the damage that they have to the environment we started speaking to the waste industry you know asking them about that and I also started to speak to vape shops and you know the vaping industry and say like come on like what's going on here so it honestly just started really organically but I think social media played a huge role in that because Mm. like it was a very visual thing so I started to document like how many I was finding and doing these litter picks and counting them and it was like a very you know good way of sort of getting the message across and you know, I won't go into everything we've done, but we're now, like, over a year on, and Mm -hmm. the government, the UK government consultation on vaping has just ended. So just through this campaign, we managed to get the UK government, which it was on behalf of all four nations as well, to do a full-blown consultation. We've had events in Holyrood, in Westminster. We've had cross-party support. I've had 29 of the 32 Scottish councils, like, take this to meetings and support Mm -hmm. a ban. Like, it's been amazing, Um, and like the social media part of it has been a huge bit because you know some of the stuff that like i did on tiktok for example was getting like over a million views like just for these videos so fantastic but honestly it just started with like here's a problem i'm seeing okay everybody's seeing it but nobody is like looking at it and you know some of the stats there so you know in the uk we're using five million a week And if you think of all (laughs) these other electronics, right, so you've got your phone, your laptop, you might have a smartwatch, all of those you charge. In your house, you might have a toaster, a kettle, a microwave. It all gets plugged into the wall. There is no other disposable electronic device. These are the first thing that have come into the mainstream, and people are throwing valuable resources away every single day. And they're really hard to recycle, like nearly impossible, and we're just not doing it at scale And the fire thing is what really, really gets me, is, like, when lithium batteries are damaged, they can explode and cause fires. And there are some terrifying videos out there. And a lot of our waste facilities are now having to spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on fancy infrared cameras. One of them even in Perth had to buy a mini fire truck because they were like, these things are coming in at scale. We are putting out fires literally all the time. We need to have infrastructure because these things can be so combustible and if they catch fire in a bundle of waste that's also flammable like a whole site could get burned down so to me like the health and safety of our waste workers is like absolutely key so yeah. it's mental actually like when you think about the problem all because we've created these three pound disposable fruity unicorn frappy flavored for like yeah. 13 yeah. year olds and josh's flatmate to use <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> The way that social
0: media plays a part in this is this kind of, like, collectible aspect to it. And it's, like, I've seen videos where it's, like, people are kind of, like, showing with pride, like, all my vapes collected here. And, like, I've got to, like, get them all and, like, all the different colours and all the different brands. And it's, like, do you even realise what it is that you're collecting Extremely
2: deadly Pokemon cards. Uh, Well, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, like... They probably it
1: have Pokemon vapes, that's the problem. I know, but yeah. But A little Bulbasaur
2: vape. I know, but it's true,
1: like, actually, as well, you know, we've chatted about the what words can you use. You know, you can say things that are eco friendly and all that. But mm-hmm. with vapes, like, there really aren't that many restrictions as well with how you market them. Mm-hmm. So, there is some statements that have to be on the packaging because it's got nicotine in it. So, mm. it has to kind of state that. But actually, the colors, the flavors, like, the way that it's marketed is bizarre you know they are like a lifestyle accessory yeah. Yeah. So, and they are lovely do you know what I mean like you know it's not it's not an unpleasant experience to vape you know no. really and so I think that's the difficulty is like we're kind of fighting against that and I think it is this persona that these are a completely harmless product yeah, yeah. but suddenly when you are months down the line and you've got teenagers who like can't get through a school lesson without nipping outside for a vape like that's when you know you've got a problem and the environmental stuff is like the other side of it you know it's like all those unintended consequences which is you know these are also using up all these horrible resources you know that we need to be keeping for other things but
2: i don't think many people would know how finite a, re- a resource that is yeah like would you mind just kind of like speaking a little bit about that like and yeah. John, how serious this is? Yeah,
1: it's actually classed as a critical material because it's needed for so much important products and and infrastructure, but it is so finite. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we need it for things like electric, like batteries and that's for things like electric buses, electric cars and like lots of other infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're wasting it on like three pound fruity vapes is absolutely ridiculous. And a lot of the time it's made even worse because those products are being thrown in the bin. Yeah. So they're going to landfill, we're never getting those resources back, or they're being incinerated. Again, we're not getting those resources back. Yeah. And so the fact that we are wasting it is, you know, absolutely criminal, but also a lot of the materials that are inside these like they are critically mined products. So this is not just something that you like buy off the shelf. Like they have to be mined. There's a lot of labor involved in that. There's a lot of like dodgy supply chains like you know around the world and so the fact that we're putting so much pressure on these systems and on this product literally just for like something that is completely pointless and i think the one thing that really blows my mind is there's been lots of engineers involved in this as well the batteries that are inside these disposable vapes Mm. are rechargeable you can recharge them up to about 500 times but they've been designed to just run out and then you throw it away but they could be if they stuck a charging port in it, and they made them reusable, refis- refillable, rechargeable. Mm-hmm. They could be. So we are also just like wasting resources and not thinking about oh the it's sh- circular. It's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> so, so, so see, so I was, that that is like making me feel a bit sick. Yeah. Right. And and, and it should you know like but in terms of effectively marketing anti vape yeah. kind of conversations uh, as as you have been doing. There's obviously the health side of it, yep. but there's also this side of it as well. What is, do you, f- do you find there's been a difference in, because res- I'm, I imagine you've tried both ways of speaking about it. Yeah. What do you, what have you found that the difference are in speaking about those things on social and I guess across platforms because we've been talking about TikTok a lot. Yeah. yeah. But like, do you feel there's like more of a backlash towards certain ways of speaking about it or not? Because I was, we've spoken about, bit like the doom and gloom aspect of it, and that is pretty scary. Yeah. what do you think is the what has been the most effective way of actually talking about this
1: yeah i mean i think you've got to have a really good hook so my hook in is the litter picking right mm-hmm. because everybody hates litter except people who litter but like everybody <laughs> hates it you know <laughs> nobody likes it so i would go on these like walks and like litter pick them and find them and count them up and kind of talk about it but in that concept you could then bring in other elements of it so you've hooked people in because they're like oh i hate litter I'm interested in this video, but then you also get to talk about whether it's the mining or the fires or like whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So I think you just have to have an interesting hook. And I don't think coming in and being like, these are killing our young people, like that's you know not the messaging that works. Um and I think partly it's about also knowing where to target your anger or your frustration. Mm -hmm. So there are Millions of people every single week in the UK that use disposable vapes. So it would not be worth my energy to individually target people and be like, you are the problem because you've got these disposable vapes. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's about shifting it and saying, where where is the problem lying, and like, how could we have the biggest change? So I think there needs to be like a government change. So that's why we'd be kind of campaigning for regulation but i also think the retailers have a big responsibility like they first of all are selling to kids so like that needs tightened up but also they aren't providing any space for people to come and take them back to get recycled and that's something that's actually in the law they should be doing that and so it's about targeting your efforts it's like instead of going to individually people and making them feel really bad Mm -hmm. it's about saying okay how can we make it so that they can do the right thing but we're also addressing like the big the big problems um but it's hard you know especially when something is so urgent like yeah. so this campaign has been going on for over a year now so over 52 weeks and every single one of those 52 weeks there's been five million these thrown away and you're just yeah. like oh my gosh like that is bonkers to think of how much that is yeah um but i think that's why you've got to kind of think about making the biggest impact mm-hmm. and that is not going after individuals so like never in my videos have i been like you are the problem to like individual people i've tried to like address here is the problem here is the problem and like here's what you can do so like if you're a vapor can you please get a reusable one a refillable one like that's the best option for you to do it sustainably if you aren't a vapor like maybe don't pick it up it's not the bit you know it's not a lifestyle accessory Mm -hmm. so i guess like trying to talk about it in the round yeah uh, but it's difficult it's not
2: an
0: easy balance have you found like in terms of like you trying to get this message out there obviously you'd mentioned like getting like a million views on tiktok when you get to that point you're obviously reaching a slightly new audience yeah so that is like i think that that to me that's the great thing about tiktok because you can you can have one follower and have a video that takes yeah. off and gets a million views but obviously you might be used to having Views from a certain community and yeah. like people that are very like-minded. When you get those kind of like higher level of views, is that when you find like your comments are a bit more filled with people like questioning it or yeah. pushing back? Have you noticed that a bit
1: more, oh, or do yeah. you feel like there's more people that you're able to maybe change their minds? Yeah. Oh, I've definitely been cyber bullied by like 13 year olds on TikTok. <laughs> haven't right. we all? Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're trying to take away. Relatable. I know. I mean, I think that's it. You know, but actually, one of the things I love about social media is it's an opportunity to have a conversation and to discuss an issue and when you take the time to do that you can change people's minds Mm. and so you know whether it's kids being like oh you're just boring bet you're fun at parties like all that kind of stuff but actually over time they do tend to come around to what you're talking about and it's because it's probably the first time they've heard someone really mentioning some of this and I think with the environmental side as well a lot of people just didn't know like physically you don't know what's inside these things so a lot of people were pretty shocked to learn that there was all these, you know horrible like pieces of waste and all the rest of it um but yeah I mean I think I enjoy like engaging with people because there's no but there's literally no point in me sitting and talking in a room full of people that agree with me about an issue like that's never where you're going to get the change and actually what I love to do on TikTok as well is like when people leave a comment that is a really good conversation starter like use that and make a new video and be like this is a great question like let's address this and talk about why you know this is wrong or like let's build upon this and that's what I love about it because it's not just oh you've got 60 seconds to like say everything it's like actually you can say something and then use that to kind of build upon Um, and I think TikTok and social media has been like the biggest way to to spread a lot of this and I think also the other ways that you can get the message out there so if you take social media out of it The only other way to get messages out there is, like, what, radio, TV, news... But Like, you're kind of at the whim of other people who may or not want to talk about it. Exactly. So it's like, actually, with social media, I can post every single day. Like, from my house, I can be posting regularly so it's the it's the thing that I can control and obviously we've had amazing like media coverage and like all this stuff we've had like there was even a panorama out about it like it's been amazing I don't control any of that like other people do so I think it's also utilizing this amazing platform and as you say you've got the regular people that you chat to every single day but then there are some times that you blast out and you go viral and like get to speak to these new audiences and that you know is fantastic and There's even been cool stuff like a guy from Canada who works in one of their local councils was like, hey, I just randomly came across one of your TikToks about Scottish councils banning disposable vapes or supporting a ban. I want to do that over here. Can we, like, set up a Zoom call? And now he's off, like, championing that over there. But you're like, just from these, like... So it's like amazing to see what could come out of it.
2: If you've got a business that's to do with that, I suppose. Mm. As long as you're being honest, I think that's really it, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I like to see behind the scenes as well because whether we're talking about like campaigning or sustainability or anything, I like to know who I'm working with or like who's behind the scenes Mm because yes, you've got like mega big brands that maybe don't have people, you know, because it's so big and it's so corporate but the majority of businesses like have people and you want to get to know the people yeah. and like when you guys when you sent me that email to like come on this podcast right if you guys didn't have a TikTok I probably would have been like who is this random social media? do you know yeah. what I mean I would have been yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would have had to Google you and like find out who you are I was like <gasps> i know these guys <laughs> because <they're on> TikTok. <laughs> i was like i know your yeah. faces i know things that you like and don't like like but i was like okay this brand has a bit more personality i feel a bit more comfortable knowing who you are and you feel like you get to know them a bit more mm-hmm. and i think more organizations should do that just like actually show the behind the scenes of like what's going on and i definitely think there's been a shift when it comes to all social media it's just moving more to organic right like mm-hmm. all these like very like scripted and like perfect mm. photos and all the rest of it like it's just a bit nonsense they sometimes. always
2: do the worst for us like it, like yeah stock imagery overlay graphic lids i mean sometimes yeah. yeah. you have to but like yeah. that's that stuff that always flops compared exactly. to just a like an honest photo of someone yeah doing something whatever they, you know if it's like especially something they care about you know yeah. like it's and nice. I think that's
1: yeah I appreciate that more and I think that works for sustainability like if a brand is being honest about like here's the things that we're doing well here's the thing we want to work on I'm like love that they're not doing that we're being sustainable this yeah. week because and I think that goes with a lot of stuff though and I think for the campaign the fact that also the fact that I've been the face of it. Like, it's a person. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, there has been organisations obviously supporting it and taking it on. But I remember, like, in the last few months, Greenpeace took it on. Mm-hmm. And I had a meeting with Greenpeace, and they were like, we're going to take this on. We're going to, like, launch kind of their own band disposable-based campaign. But it was, like, whatever. I was happy they were doing it. But, like, I love Greenpeace, but it's so corporate, right? Yeah. Um, it's, like, Greenpeace, this yeah. big organisation, and you're a bit, like...
2: It's got a lot of baggage Yeah, there, like, and you're, like,
1: okay, but...
2: I'm just, just me right? yeah. I'm like, just
0: Lesley's flora. Yeah. so obviously you'd spoken about the importance of like putting yourself out there yeah. as a person did you ever have any kind of nervousness around doing that because it's obviously you're speaking about it's something that we've done with our people yeah. at hydrogen. and at the start when I started doing those TikTok videos everyone was a bit like I don't know if I want to be in it and then we got much more comfortable with it to now the point where it is just something that people want to be involved in. And it's like people aren't necessarily we're not all like actors and performers, we're just people that do a job and then you happen to put it out on social media. So did you feel a kind of nervousness around that at the start and putting yourself out there and your kind of image as well?
1: Yeah. I mean I think years ago like it was something I really thought about because I was like, Oh, it's quite it's also a bit of a vain thing that you're like, Oh, I'm gonna take lots of photos and videos and things but i think it no like i mean I, I think it works really well for what i do and i see social media as a tool in my toolbox for the work that i mm-hmm. do um and i think you know it, it also helps with the cause a little bit more because people see it as a person and like talk to you about it um, and i think yeah so I mean obviously you have to be careful and like all the rest of it because you are very public and I have a lot of the time I'm walking about places near where I live and that sort of thing but actually you know you just get used to it and you get used <laughs> to it but I also see that like in a campaign or in anything right. So this podcast, right? You two are not doing this podcast on your own. There are a bunch of people in this room. And everyone has. (laughs) (laughs) like Everyone's got a different skill set, right? So there's probably people in this room who are like, I wouldn't hate to be the presenter, Mm -hmm. but I'm happy to do the camera or the the sound or the prep beforehand or whatever. And I think it's the same with all the work that I do. Often the organisations that I'm working with or the people are like, you go and do that like you do the radio thing or you do the talk because i don't want to do that but they are helping writing policy briefings or they're the ones coming up with like the captions or doing the graphics and i'm like that's great because that's like their gig not mine so i also think i just see it as my role i'm the one who's kind of happy to like talk on camera or it is a skill you know so like you know some people just aren't that good at it and maybe they could practice and like learn but actually it's just about seeing that's what I do, that's my gig, and, and kind of seen it as that. So it's not... Yeah, I don't really think about it too much anymore, but, um, yeah, it's also kind of funny, though when people are like, vapes? You're like, that's me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was
0: kind of like, yeah, that's nice. No, because that's the thing, because even when we said, like, there was a few people in the office yesterday saying, oh, who is at this coming? And I said, oh, Lana, less waste Laura and it was like, oh, she's so cool, oh, I've seen her! And it's like, that's the thing, like, you do become a bit of, like, your a personality. I think, like, it
1: can help, because if there's some obscure campaign or, like, brand over here that's not very memorable, like, you're never going to get the impact that you want to see. But if you make, like, a whole world out of what you're trying to do, like, people are totally behind it. and, And I think that, that to me is, like, what I've seen through this campaign is, like, actually taking it on and, like, being the face of it also helps bring a lot more change because people feel like they know you and they understand it and they trust your voice. It's not just like an organisation who's branded something and they're trying to push out a message. It's like actually a really authentic thing and I think that's honestly why it's been so successful is because people aren't seeing it as like some obscure thing. They're like, oh, that's Laura who's like an environmental scientist so she's really trying to do her bit and I think there's obviously tons of people behind it but that's been a real benefit. Amazing. I mean, I,
2: I think it. that's a great place <laughs> to conclude the podcast. Thank you so much, Laura. That was, yeah, that was fantastic. Just bef- before we can conclude, um what's yeah, so released in twenty twenty four, what's kind next for you? Um what what's what's coming up for you?
1: Yeah. I still need to do this PhD. So I like I need to, that's like that. I mean, that's our bumbles along in the background. Yes. So I mean, that yeah. So that's a lot of what my day job is. And I think the vape stuff. Hopefully, like springtime, will maybe have some sort of decision whether that's from the UK or Scotland. And I think that's really yeah made me think a lot about campaigning and thinking about how to help other people like utilize it. I think I'm also quite passionate about researchers using social media, so I want to try and encourage more researchers yeah. to like get involved in that, and then yeah we'll kind of see like what other projects pop up but i'm like open to just like helping organizations like charities and stuff to share their message so i kind of like that random things come up all the time so that's great
0: if anyone is listening or watching the podcast (laughs) and they've been they really want to support what you're doing with it's vape campaign or anything else what is the best way to kind of get involved
1: with that yeah i mean so less waste laura is where you find me online and i've got less waste is like a website full of all the stuff that i do And I'm, like, more than happy to just, like, help people, even if it's, like, navigate this space as an individual, if they're doing similar stuff, or, like, organisations, because I think there's loads of cool stuff out there, and loads of great sustainable stuff, and I want to, like, help people shout about it and share about it, um, so people can just, like, get in touch with me there and, and see what I'm up to
2: brilliant because yeah, so that's much. usually about we go to have to plug but i think if you don't know what Absolutely. laura wants to plug at this point in the podcast you haven't really been listening <laughs> that <Yeah>. well so <laughs> but yeah uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on uh, thank laura, you it's so been much. fantastic uh, before we go um how can people find us
0: well we're on uh, <laughs> socialmedia.socialclub on instagram and tiktok and social media social club on youtube
2: that's correct um yeah if you want to reach out to us Please feel free to send us a DM or comment on any of our socials or give us a wee five star on uh, your streaming oh, yeah, platforms as that. well. Or, or, you know, our review, that's appreciated too. But yeah, thanks very much. Thanks, Laura. Thanks. See you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>